Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a great show. Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules is on the show today. And I love Tom, you guys. I do. I up front, out loud and proud, I love Tom. I think he's funny and ridiculous and handsome in the best way. And I cannot wait to chat with him. I love him and Ariana. And he's on the show. And we're going to chat about it all. All of it. Also, by the way, like every time he's in a fucking costume on that show, I lose it. Like this week when he had the winter party and he was wearing like that silver hair and the colored contacts and then the fur. I mean, I think he even said in the episode, like, when I found the fur, my whole outfit came together. And I was just like, I love that. Do you remember when he was in drag, too, fighting? And he said, (laughs) Tom Schwartz was like a battered wife. I mean, come on. Like, we don't deserve that show. We just frankly don't. We do not deserve it. And so I'm excited to chat with him. Before I chat with Tom, I do have some good news and I have some bad news. So the good news is that I will be covering, maybe this is good news. This is good news, maybe for some of you. Maybe some of you are like rolling your eyes and like, uh, oh, fuck you, Danny. But I will be covering Lindsay Lohan's new Beach Club show on Everything Iconic. Shut up. Shut up. I didn't say anything. So I'm very excited to start recapping that. The first episode premiered this week. So the premiere episode was on MTV, and I went in with really low expectations, and I came out of it like loving it. I loved it. I thought it was so messy. It was like an MTV version of a Bravo show. Because I feel like Bravo, like the Housewives and Vanderpump, like they have a very specific tone and everything. So I felt like Lindsay Lohan's MTV show was definitely like an MTV show. It was a different kind of tone than what I'm used to on Bravo. But I still loved it. I thought it was, again, messy. I was on the edge of my seat trying to figure out what accent Lohan was going to be using. <laughs> I say it was like Gerard Butler. Like when you watch him in a rom-com, his accent is coming in and out. Like you don't know what accent he's doing. And that's how I feel like I, we're getting with Lindsay Lohan these days. I don't know what uh, cadence is coming out of that mouth, but I'm excited to find out. And it keeps me on my toes. Because then every word, I'm like literally hanging on the, every single word Lohan says. Trying to figure out like what dialect is that? <laughs> Where is she? It's just she have peanut butter in her mouth. Like what's happening? And so I love the premiere. I'm very excited about it. So the first episode premiered this week. If you haven't watched it, try to watch it over the weekend. And then on Monday's Everything Iconic, I'll be recapping Lohan Beach Club episode one. And then uh, hopefully we'll, uh, I'm going to try to do all of them throughout the season. So I think there's 12 episodes this season. I will try my best to recap all of them. Uh, But the first one will be Monday. So try to watch that episode. Now here's the bad news. Bum, bum, bum. And maybe this isn't bad news for any of you. Maybe you're like going to scream and shout of joy. Anyway, I will not be getting to Real Houses of Atlanta or New Jersey this week. I know normally on Thursdays we do 
Housewives recaps. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that because we have Tom here today. However, I'm going to try to get a New Jersey and a, like a, a little mini New Jersey and Atlanta recap over on Patreon. So if you're a member of the Everything Iconic Patreon, look for it there. And if you're not a member of the Patreon and you want to join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And if you donate $4 or more per month, you get access to all of the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you just help support this podcast. So a thank you. Oh, and there's also a full Kelly Clarkson episode over there with Logan Cochran. I mentioned this on the show earlier this week, but it's fantastic. It's like a full Kelly Clarkson pop dive. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to air it on the main show because of it's like loaded with music, but I encourage everyone to listen to it because I think it's great. Now, where were we? Oh, the last, I do have one more bit of good news. I do have one more bit of good news. A lot of you have been asking about the West Elm headboard that I, that I ordered back in May of 2018. You guys, I got it. I finally got it. I feel like Valerie Cherish. Well, I got it. Well, I got it. <laughs> Finally got it. And it only took, what, like eight months to arrive. I ordered it again May of 2018. It arrived January 2019. After I, I had to post on social media, I had to talk about it on my show. Finally, I got it. And didn't even remember what it looked like when it came. The delivery guys, like I had told them, I was like, yeah, I ordered this back in May. They were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I know. And they're like, did you call on it? That was always so frustrating when I would tell people about this headboard. People would be like, well, did you call? And it's like, of course I called. Like, I was on the phone for hours with West Elm. And I did try to cancel it. And they, they wouldn't let, like, there was no solution I could get from it. At one point, I canceled it. They said they were sending me a gift card. The gift card came, and then they voided the gift card. So it was a nightmare all around. But I finally got it. And so, you know, just take a moment to pop the champagne on my behalf. <laughs> it came. Do I love the way it looks? Not really, but it came. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Now, I want to get to Tom. Before I do, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. There's an Everything Iconic Facebook group, which, by the way, has been making my week. Because on the Everything Iconic Facebook group, I asked people to post a picture of their dog. Like, there's a, a thread with everyone's dogs. And so everyone's just posting pictures of their dogs. And you guys, whenever I need to pick me up, I just head on over to that, that thread. <laughs> I feel instantly better. Because everyone's just posting pictures of dogs. And I realized that sometimes self-care is just looking at pictures of dogs. If you're suffering from anxiety, depression, or just simple daily stress, Go Google image search some pictures of some dogs, and it'll boost your serotonin levels instantly. Like, I've been in such a good mood, and then I realize it's because, like, I keep going back and checking that dog thread. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, my endorphins flow. So, I don't know, join the group over there. What else? Uh, let's get to Tom. So, you guys, I chatted with Tom earlier, and again, I love Tom. And we were just going to chat for a little bit, and then we ended up talking for a long time over an hour. And I found it so, I found him so interesting. We were talking about like his modeling days and he told some stories about modeling for Abercrombie that I found shocking and, and very compelling. And, and so I hope you'll listen to the end because there's some good stuff. And then we also talked about Vanderpump. And of course I had to ask him about that comment he made a couple of weeks ago where he said he's been in the service industry for 25 years. So we confronted that head on. <laughs> and again, he was just so sweet and he was so uh, so kind to entertain all my questions. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Tom Sandoval. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you mad about? I'm sick 
and tired of him get, just getting belittled and told what he needs to do all the time. Leave him the alone. He's a battered wife. All right, guys, I'm here with Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Tom, how are you doing? Great. What's up, Danny? I'm so excited you're here. Now, this is a little impromptu interview. I'm loving the season so far. Uh, but real quick, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but you mentioned that you were in the service industry for 20, was it 25 years? 25 years, yeah. Okay, so we need you to explain yourself. Okay. I might have, I, I think I did my math a little slightly wrong, but, <laughs> um, but basically I started, uh, when I, I went to Catholic school through like first through fifth, and then I switched over to public school for sixth grade. And at my Catholic school, St. Ferdinand, we had a fish fry every, uh, every Friday. It would be like fish fries. They did like right. pastas, whatever. Yeah. Right. In our, in our gym. And I would help out and do that on like Fridays or whatever, made a little cash. My aunt helped kind of run it. So it was like a thing where I could like make like 10, uh, yeah, 10 15 bucks. bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. And that was like, I think it was like fourth grade. I'm getting flashbacks because I went to Catholic grade school too. And I used to, I, I don't eat, <laughs> I don't eat seafood. And I used to hate Fridays, like fish Fridays. Like I hate during Lent. They would always do the yeah. fish fries and it was like the worst day. I, really, I hated it. I never really liked fish growing up either. Like, And, and during Lent, you're not supposed to eat meat in the yeah. Catholic religion. Yeah, and two, you you went to Catholic school? I did, yeah, yeah. Saint so Rita's. did you wait where? St. Rita's in Saint Ohio. Rita's? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know about you, but they would do like we would do mass twice a week and then we would end up going again on Sunday with right. the fans. So it was like three <laughs> church three days a week. Right. It's too fucking much. I it mean, was it way God too blessed, much. But yeah, it was it a was lot. like, oh please, uh what was it? What like uh when you're kneeling and they do the, um, I would always be like, oh, please do the short one, the short, uh, whatever. <laughs> the short prayer. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the, uh, between like the first time you kneel and like communion. Right. Right. Oh, I'm having so many flashbacks and I hated the uniforms too. Uh, I want to ask you now, we saw this week on the show, Jax and Brittany, they were talking a little bit about you and Ariana. Yes. What was your reaction to that? Um, I thought it was kind of funny. So, wait, what did you... I did just watch the episode, but I was cleaning as I was watching it. Right. Um, so, Jack, Lala had told Brittany that you and Ariana had said that maybe they shouldn't get married because, you know, he's dealing with the grief of his father. Yes. I think, listen, I, I didn't... It's not... I, I guess maybe it was miscommunicated, but it's not that I, like maybe had an issue or I was questioning their relationship or whatever. But like, you have to understand something. I mean, you don't have to understand, but I mean, I'm sure you can understand. Like I've been friends with Jax for so long, longer than anybody else. Right. And I've dealt with his, like, I've just heard the like, you know, oh, I'm moving back to Florida. I'm going to be, you know, I'm moving to Michigan. I'm going to become a firefighter. I think I'm going to get into, you know, go back to Florida and just like, you know, get a job here. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm quit drinking. I'm never doing this again. I'm like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm like, I'm going to get up early. I'm doing two days. Like all, like you hear it all the right. time. And then it's like, that never comes. It was like his job. Like he, he, you know, that hockey job, the hockey job. It was like, what was going on with that? Like, was I never that a saw job? any details. I, I mean, Jack's jumps, 
jumps the gun all the time. Like, you know, so it's hard to, it's hard to know, like, you know, even with like modeling, it's just like, he would be like, oh yeah, booking this job. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing this campaign. It's going to be out, blah, blah, blah. And then like, it would never happen. It was BS. Or maybe like he went to the audition, you know, it'd be like, it would be like, uh, you know, Jack's checking in. He, he, I remember like Facebook check in. He would check in at the Levi's party, but it, he was like bartending it. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess just with, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I mean, I can only imagine dealing with the loss of a parent. Sure. You know, the emotional thing that you go through, you know, obviously Brittany was going to be there for him, you know, during that. I mean, and she was, you know, which is great. But I just, you know, because he was so currently affected by that and because it's so recent, I was just worried. And I even said that in the episode. I was like, you know, I don't want this to just be like a phase to where like you're because Brittany was there during the funeral and whatnot that like after that wears off, you know, are you still going to want to be with her day to day, day? And, and, yeah. and one of the reasons for that, even though that's his business with the relationship, but it's like, you know coming up it's like we're going to be dealing with a lot of like wedding stuff like if i'm in his wedding like i'm going to have a lot of responsibility and and i know he's going to expect a lot out of us and it's like dude if this is just one of your like things which i don't think it is but i like sure. have to like but you I, have to preface you have to acknowledge it i have to acknowledge it and i have to say like look this shit better be for real yeah. because i'm not going to go all out on a bachelor party and like do do this and, and help if out. You're gonna back out if you're gonna like, you know, be filing for divorce in a year or like, yeah. you know, because I mean, obviously, the year prior, it felt like genuine concern to me. I thought like you're you voiced genuine concern. It didn't seem like you were doing it to like kind of stab him in the back or anything. No, I, I wasn't talking shit about the relationship, which is kind of the way he sort of took it. You yeah. know, it was a general concern for his well-being and really mainly like Britney's like sure. cuz also an, you know another thing i experienced with Jax is him like you know when he meets a girl or whatever like he used to just say all these things like i want to have your kids and like i want to blah 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 and then literally like you know like especially like the sheet girls like dude the stuff i would hear whisper behind that fucking sheet man wait the sheet you mean living with look when he was living sure. with me like oh like <laughs> he had this whole spiel he was like oh like you're the kind of girl i could say, like you know la girls are just so like oh they're like so two-faced like, fake. like but you're thing. like a real girl like i could you're like the type of girl that i would like settle down with or whatever and then it's like a week later you know <laughs> that girl is you know like texting me because like Jack's like hasn't returned her phone calls in like two days or texts and like he just defriend her on Facebook. That's so funny. That's like such an LA guy, a straight guy thing to do to like have like their, their set spiel for a girl. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so, and obviously, you know, obviously Brittany is beyond that. Sure. On a, but you know, I didn't but want because that you've been rug, conditioned it, to it. We so call it the thirty day rule, where that rug would get yanked out from underneath, like God. whatever girl he was dating, like whether it was Carmen or whoever. It's like, you know, you're going to law school. You're, you got things going. Like, I'm not going to be around for that. Like, yeah. And so, and also, I will say, this is a concern that, like, you know, not just me, not just Ariana, not just. But, like, a lot, like, everybody we kind of knew sort of had this concern. So somebody had to say it. 
basically yeah. yes and that's the one thing that i do run into with this in in general with this show is that i feel like a lot of people agree with me that are my fellow friends and castmates but like i end up being the mouthpiece sure sure and someone's it, gotta say it it's kind of like the, i feel like katie and i are t- similar in that way like you know maybe kristen feels a certain way maybe stassi does but somehow like like katie ends up having to be the mouthpiece yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like that happens a lot even with like me schwartz and jacks we all feel similar about something but i end up having to be the mouthpiece sure but i feel like you and ariana too you're able you're level-headed enough that you're able to say like this is what's the situation is and i feel like as a friend it's kind of like my duty to sort of say something and you know these are thoughts that i had you know leading up to like the proposal that i wanted to talk to jacks about but he was so busy with you know, dealing with his dad and all that stuff. And then obviously leading up to filming, like we're all trying to like cram in a trip back home to see our parents. So like, you know, we didn't get a chance to really like have that talk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, we're meeting, you know, him downtown for like to go to Cal Chan's and see the ring. And then he's literally proposing the next day. And I was like, whoa, 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 we didn't get a we chance even as have these conversations. to have this. And not, not, not to say that it's, you know, I should have anything to do with any kind no, of decision he makes in his life, but just as a friend, you yeah. know, like how long, wow, when did you meet Jax? When did you guys know each other? I met Jax back in like, I think it was, uh, Oh two in Miami. We were I, both. Wait. So do you, didn't Jax live with Channing Tatum? Is this like a made up thing? <sighs> Look, I definitely can't confirm that. Okay. Um, I would, not be surprised if that wasn't exactly true. Okay. I mean, okay. maybe I know, look, maybe they like had like a, a night where they were crashing on each other's couch. Here's the thing. When you get with an agency and let's say like it's, it's in New York or it's in Miami or it's wherever in those major cities, maybe even LA also. And let's say you're coming from like Michigan or St. Louis or whatever. They have these model apartments and what they'll do is the agency will bring you out there and they will put you in these models apartments and they're like, you know, two bedroom, maybe three. And there's like, you know, two or three bunk beds in each room. And it's basically a place for like the model to crash. If they're only going to be there for a short time, maybe a month, month and a half. Um, or like, this sounds like a place I'd want to stay. Like I'm as a oh gay God, man, dude. I would love to stay oh with a bunch of models, well, male it's, models. It's a shithole. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The trash can's already filled up before, it, like, just gross. Guys are straight guys are gross. Yeah, yeah. I lived with five other straight guys when I lived in Chicago, and like the place was disgusting. Like Dude, it was the most disgusting place. My apartment, and, but and they weren't male models though. Oh so, really? Yeah, yeah, they weren't. <laughs> well, even then, like, dude, trust me, like, they're so all, you're all broke. You're all just like pizza boxes and like. So unclear it's worse about in a dorm Channing room. Tatum. We don't know about that. Chan, th- there could have been a situation. Did you ever know Channing back in the day? I used to see him around, like, it's funny, I did Fashionably Loud for MTV the year after he did it, and uh, I was, once I saw Channing Tatum on Fashionably Loud um, in Miami, I was like, I want to do that shit, and so I did it the following year, it was Missy Elliott, All American Rejects, and 50 Cent, it was the year In the Club came out. Right. Um, So, 
those MTV parties they used to do. On, uh, remember, like, they spring, were MTV Spring Break oh, and yeah, everything like that? Huge. whole thing was just crazy. I wish they would still do shit like that. For some reason, like, they've completely, they've gotten away from TRL. They've gotten away from all the beach house. They're like, coming the back, though. They're coming back to all of it. And I, I actually, I had a meeting with MTV, and, like, they're bringing all that the nostalgia stuff back. So that's why Jersey Shore, and it was so successful when they brought Jersey Shore back and stuff. I want to talk right. about another MTV thing. You were on the hills. What do you remember from the hills? I was very briefly on the hills. Like, um, we, but you can see you for okay, a second. Okay, so wait, real quick, to say yeah. what you were saying about Channing Tatum, I would see him around, but here's the thing. When, Channing T- when I would see Channing Tatum around during that time, Channing Tatum was already kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, I don't know if maybe Channing Tatum like crashed on a bed somewhere in New York, because obviously New York rent's expensive. For, like maybe he crashed in a model apartment. Him and Jax were never like roommate roommates. Sure. Like they weren't like it wasn't like the fucking odd couple. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, when Schwartz and I lived together. Like yeah. it was probably a model apartment thing, if it even was. Sure. Um, we don't know. There's always that Jax tax that you gotta add on to every story. So <laughs> But um Yeah, so, Channing Tatum had done that. He had just done that commercial. He he was blowing up. I think he had just he had done, done like, like a Ricky Martin video too back in the day. He had done Ricky Martin. He, he had done like Abercrombie. Like yeah. all the male models knew what all the, like the models were doing that were killing it. Like he had done. I know he had just done Abercrombie. He just done that Mountain Dew commercial where he's oh, like, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. my Dew, and he goes back with the Firebird and does a flip, grabs it, and drinks. Yeah, dude, that was a huge commercial. Yeah. Like I remember that it was that might have been a Super Bowl commercial. I think. Yeah, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, so, okay, so wait. So Lauren Conrad. Oh, okay. So the Hills. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask you about Joe Simpson. Okay. <laughs> and I can't wait. I've been dying to ask you about this. I told you. <laughs> you know you know what's funny? To get back to Jax, too. Yeah. You know, he literally was, he said, well, I will never be the one. And I love how they rewound back where he was literally commenting on our relationship, Ariana and I's, when he was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also. Because he said some, in this most recent episode, he said some shady things about you and, and Ariana, then, yeah, which is what and, I was getting at before. Yeah, Exactly. And the funny thing is, too, is like, you know. Here Sheena is like getting engaged to like uh uh to Shay. You know, here Sheena is getting engaged to Shay and Jax literally is like I got milk that's got longer shelf life than that marriage. Like he's literally was yeah, talking he said that. fucking shit. Yeah. Um so he's really got no no shoe to stand on. What's the oh, no leg to stand on? What's no that? Yeah, you know what no, I'm saying? He doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to that argument. Like I'm sorry, dude. You comment on everybody's like you know, whether it's my music career, whether it's this, that, or the other, like, I mean, dude, like, he's just, he's just really sensitive about yeah. that stuff. He freaks out. Well, it almost did feel like it was just a call and response. Like, he heard something bad about himself, so he just felt like he had to he's say like, something bad about you. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, no, this come. it's not me talking shit or poking fun or, like, being jealous, you know, which is another thing he, like, I, I think he tried to, like, think, like, oh, like, it's like, no, 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 it's like general concern because literally, like, a year prior, and, and that was the whole point, a year prior from that moment, I had heard him talking and saying things to Brittany that that were so mind-blowingly mean and bad. Like, telling, like, literally having a conversation with Brittany's dad saying, like, how she's gained weight and how she doesn't have that spark. I mean, I can't think of anything more, like, insulting yeah. to say. And then, so of course you were concerned when you hear that. Exactly. Yeah. And then your dad, and also like, a year prior to, there was that whole faith situation too. Exactly. Yeah. And then he breaks up with her. He like has her go through the gauntlet. And so then that breakup was real. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They went like a month, like basically Jack's left town. Then she left town. And then like, they both left town. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, so here you are, you want to break up, you Put you do this. You put Britney through this, then you kind of like, you know, you put Britney through this whole cheating scandal, and then on top of it, you're a total like, you know, all right, it's been two days. Like I said, I'm sorry. Like let's get over it. <laughs> then you're the biggest dick tour you've ever been in your entire life. Like in the relationship, you make her go through that. Then you fucking break up with her after she goes through that gauntlet, and the only thing. That keeps, and then you, and then you like refuse to move out. You just say you're going to move next door. So like you're going to make it, you're like refuse to leave her life, but then you break up with her. And then what changes from that point? His dad passes away. Now all of a sudden, because she was there during your, her, his dad passing away, now he wants to marry her and be with her. And that's the point I was trying to make is sure. that listen, and I said it, I was like, if your dad never passed away, would, you, would you still be proposing to her? And he has even said, he's like, I don't know if I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... Which he didn't mean he didn't love her. It just meant like it, that pushed him in that direction, right? Yeah, but it's also like, are, is this a thank you to her? Were you pissed at Lala for 
being the uh, throwing you under the bus with that Listen. or that's sort of part of her job on the show right exactly yeah. Cause that's I how I re- took it. I, I felt like she was moving the storyline forward. I can't really be mad at her. Yeah. I mean, if you say was something, something on, on somebody's back, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna come back to them at some point in time and you're gonna have to deal with it. It's just one of those things. I guess it's like kind of just, it's like, you know what you're gonna have to say this to that person anyways. So it's like saying it behind their back when it comes to us is just kind of like dipping your toe into the pool uh-huh. before you fully uh-huh. jump in. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, see how other people react to it. Uh, okay, so, so wait, tell me about Lauren Conrad. Okay, so or, were you in a scene with her or Whitney? Um, I believe it was. Well, I actually did sit down and talk to both of them. Here's the funny thing. Okay, first of all. You know, obviously with modeling, you know, whether it's New York, Miami, L.A., especially New York and Miami specifically, but even in L.A. too, you know, I had all these friends that were models and we would all tell each other about like castings. It's a little and you, and everybody crashes each other's castings. It's harder to do it out here because people are based out of here and there's a place you got to drive and like there's more of a list type thing. But in like New York and Miami, for instance, it's like. All these foreign clients come in to pre-shoot all the spring and summer stuff. And then during the winter. So the models fly south for the winter. Okay. And then they pre-shoot all the spring break and summer stuff in like Miami and some out here in California. And then and then during the summer, everybody goes back up north to New York. So it's like they I go like fucking birds this. or something. Exactly. We follow the birds. Okay. So <laughs> that's why they call it season in Miami. And um, so during season in Miami, all these clients come in, foreign clients, whatever. They just stay in hotels on like you know ocean drive or on collins or whatever and then essentially like they'll have a casting and because everybody's like in the same like four different apartment buildings you know everybody ends up finding about these castings and it's like maybe they only called in 20 people for this casting but they're all of a sudden it's just like there's a fucking mob of models all like in the lobby of a, a hotel you know waiting and they're like oh well since they're here they might as well Anyways, so another place I have to go to find all these male models. I just want to be around, <laughs> dude. If you want to be around, if you want to be around a bunch of models, I mean, obviously, you know, the industry has changed. It's different now. There's not quite it's the, like all Instagram now, right? Yeah, it's all Instagram yeah. now. Like you know, with agencies now that it's like your 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 photos, like your your campaigns, your tears that you've done, and then how many followers you have. It's yeah. like a thing now that you see, which is different from when I when I was in it, and um, so. Um, with, so you crashed. So basically my friend, Alan, he, uh, he basically had, he had this casting with, uh, for this runway show and I showed up and they were filming. Like Aldrina was at the front desk. I checked in with her. Oh my God. And I, and then we went and sat in this room and Lauren Conrad and Whitney poor Whitney. Yes. were there. Was Kelly Catrone there? Do you know who that is? I like want her to yell at me so bad. She's like always was on the, she would just come in and like yell at someone and it was the best. I don't believe so. Okay. But here's the funny thing. I was actually, um, I was a club promoter in New York and in Miami, Miami. I was like, you've lived so many lives. Tom. I really have yeah. dude. From <laughs> the fish fry swear. to the <laughs> promoting. <laughs> I've had so many, like you've lived like stages in my life. Sure. I guess like, um, and I'm very grateful, like very grateful to have experienced all these things. And like, you know, of I, course, any one of those, like, any one of my stages in life, I feel like would have good enough. I could have been good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel very grateful. I mean, if I that. was on the hills, I would have been enough for me. Like I would have been. Yeah. <laughs> so was Lauren or Whitney? Were they nice? Let's just. I didn't. Yeah, they seemed pretty nice. They were nice. I kind of just started talking to them because I was doing the Showtime uh, party. It was like my first like modeling or promoting. Promoting. Okay. Um, I can't remember the club. It's definitely not around anymore. But it was like no, I was promoting was this event. There was going to. Did be you a- ever go to Ladue? Yeah, of course. Oh my god. Okay, that's another episode. We'll Dude. talk another time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do uh, all like Ed Hardy, Christian Audigier's, uh runway shows. Okay, so wait. He would. I, let me tell you a funny story about okay. Ladue. Okay. So I remember, like, this was the craziest thing I found out about Christian Audigier. He's the only time I've ever seen this, but he would when we would be at Ladue, he would have the all the security hired. Then he would hire paparazzi photographers to be diving over his security, snapping pictures, just oh like God. rapid fire strobing fucking pictures. And then he would hire, you know, he would hire them and then he would hire security to push them away. Oh my God. Yes. That's, it's brilliant, yeah, but it's, it's also super fucking it's cheesy. So crazy. And, yeah. Uh, and what, and the reason why I knew this is because I went, I remember I was like at his, we did his runway show. Then like, he had like a um a an event. He had a pre-show thing, and then we had a, he had a night at Ladue, and then the very next day we had a fitting for like the runway show. And I'm seeing all the paparazzi photographers or whatever get paid from like uh. pounding him the night before. And then he would have like two security guards, like like he would put his arm on a security guy, and that like they would run this like almost like a train, like a they were staging like the a whole conga thing. line, and they would go to the bathroom and they'd be pushing back the paparazzi who'd be like jumping, eh, eh, cushion, 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 like like, and then my, those guys would get paid the next day at his, my, at his place. My his biggest office. regret in life is that I never went to Ladue. Like I wanted to just experience all of this. Now that we're talking about Ladue, though, I have another question. Did you ever date any of like the before pre Ariana? Did you ever date like any of these? actresses or something because you were a model or and you were at ladue like did you ever just like sleep I with did, yeah i definitely dated a lot of models like, anyone good or uh, an actress or anything uh anyone i would know like a mary kate or ashley or something no nobody like no nobody like really well known or anything like that um my ex-girlfriend i think is with michael jackson's old lawyer or doctor what yeah that's crazy yeah um did you ever sleep with any like famous young ladies or gentlemen? Um, I'm trying to think. What I'm not. I just always imagine that world of like going out at that time in the early aughts. Like it was just wild. From what I've seen, I of course never went to Ladue. I mean, not really. Nobody like no. No one juicy. Nobody juicy um, that I can remember offhand. And the the funny thing is, is like. You know, I wasn't horrible as a club promoter. I wasn't like a total like fuckboy club promoter. I was because you were an, you're a nice guy though. I could tell. Like thanks, I, I know yeah. you a little I bit. I was you're respectful. A nice guy. I wasn't trying to just like mack on every girl I invited because I wanted them to come back and I didn't want to have to deal with like yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Like wait, now I'm I know I'm jumping all over the place, but now I'm just thinking like there too. were these rumors that there were rumors that Jax hooked up with Ramona. Did, do you know, did anyone from Vanderpump Rules hook up with any housewives? Like, do you know, has that ever happened? Um, I can't confirm nor deny that. Oh my God. See, I think it happened. I think Jackson Ramona hooked I up. I think it happened too. I th- yes. Oh my God. Good. I don't know why I thought of that. But I, I, I mean, 
you know, they were I don't both know. single at the time, but yeah. Oh my god, uh, to be a fly on that wall. I wonder if he told Ramona that same story. Like, <laughs> you're in a different place than I am. <laughs> um, she's older than. Is she older than him? I mean, she yes, yeah, she's, she's like older than seventy. Him. <laughs> not, she's not seventy, but she's. I can't remember. She, if I, she's that's sixty. The one. Okay, yeah, but she's so, gore- She's like a gorgeous sixty. Like she's she a young looks, sixty. Yeah, she looks amazing. So I think. Uh, I remember hearing some. I I mean. Yeah, no, you don't have to say it. I don't you know. Could tell me I don't later. know. I don't know. <laughs> or I feel like weren't there rumors of maybe someone with Brandy Glanville? I don't know. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the Brandy thing is. No, but the Ramona's true. I'm saying it's true. Okay, uh, I want to ask you about. I'm Joe. not going to not say. I'm not going to say it's confirming, not true. Yeah, you're not confirming or denying. It's not my. It's not my place. Sure. But I'm. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> but I'm believing it to be true. So, like, I always say on this show, like, I'm just believing it to be true. So I don't have any recollection of that, okay, so sure. I don't know. <laughs> you guys drank a lot on the show. How could you remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. How remember could you remember if Jack said that happened or not? One thing I do need you to remember really quickly is Joe Simpson. Yes. So tell me about this. Wait, relationship. I didn't finish my. I didn't finish. So I went. I know oh, I'm jumping around a lot. Yeah, but well, your stories too. are so interesting. So I went to. So I went to this casting. Checked in with Aldrina. Had no idea. I never watched The Hills, so I had no idea who Aldrina was. Ceiling eyes. People would ceiling, call her ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. I found out about that about that name, God uh, bless that her. nickname afterwards. But uh, wait, you know what's so interesting to me? I'm stopping you again. The cast of The Hills was all. I loved that show so much, but the cast is so bland. And you guys are sort of a spiritual successor to The Hills, right? Yeah. And it's just so weird to me that there was a time that The Hills was so successful because all of those personalities are very bland, like yeah. Lauren, Whitney, Audrina. Like Heidi was more of a firecracker, but for the most part, it was like these bland girls that we were all watching and obsessed with. But now we, and then we you see your show, and it's like everyone's kind of, you know, Kristen's going around climbing fences yeah, with some woman exactly. named Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and people are, you know, getting in fights and brawls, and oh my gosh, dude, I could tell you. It's just such <sighs> a, a strange they have to like, comparison. They have to like, with our show, there's been points in time where they're just literally like, this is so un- unbelievably outrageous that like, we can't show this because it's like, we'll get in trouble. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. There's been things that have just been like completely sort of, because they're just so over the top, ridiculous. But um, that's maybe another conversation. Yeah. Um, but so you walked in. I remember. I remember stealing, it's funny you say that with, with the Hills too, since we're on the subject. It's like, you know, their arguments would be like, yeah, that was just like not cool that you that you did that. Like that you, it's they would be so like that bland. was just not cool that you cheated on me. And it's like, well, you know, I just wasn't very happy during that time, and I feel like you were ignoring me. Okay, well, I guess agree disagree. <laughs> well, whatever. Let's just go grab a drink. Right. That was like right. their arguments. That was right. her argument. It was like the biggest deal the one time when Lauren had one tear, like um, her mascara was running. And like people still use that gif online, but it's just like one mascara tear running. And that was like the most emotion we'd ever seen on that show. It was like everyone is so level. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird that it was successful. But so they were nice to you on. Yeah, on they set. were totally cool. And I remember I sat, I sat down in the waiting room where like there was all these dudes like you know, going around, they're like handing them swim trunks to kind of put on. And then you go in and meet like, I guess whoever's producing the runway show and like whatnot. And they interview you, which is really weird to me. There was a really weird experience. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because they're interviewing me for a fucking runway show. And I'm like, 
that this is not an audition or a job <laughs> a job interview where I'm going to be in charge. I'm literally walking yeah. down the runway. Like I could literally, I don't need to speak English. Do you like, I just need to be able to, like, I look good in the clothes and I walk down the runway. Why do I need to talk? Like, normally they have you, they're like, okay, let's have you walk. And they want to look at your walk. Yeah. That's it. So it was so weird. Can you still do a walk? Can you still do it? Yeah. Yeah, I I have numerous walks. Okay. Um, And so I was, when I was sitting in the waiting room, I was talking to Lauren and Lauren and uh, Whitney. Uh, Whitney. And I was just like, hey, I was like, just talking to them. And I was just like. Hey, I have this event coming up. If you guys want to come by, like I just didn't even know. I didn't even see the cameras. There was like, I guess a microphone on a picture frame in the middle of the, you know, room. I just saw these two girls talking. I was like, Hey, I'm doing, you know, as a club promoter, the way I used to do it, I would just meet people at castings. That's why my job was so easy. I would just meet people at castings and and I would just be like, very casual. I was just like, Hey, I'm doing this event at blah, 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 you know, for showtime. So-and-so is going to be here. So-and-so I was like, if you guys want to come, like, you know, Obviously, it's like free drinks or whatever, and they were just like, they just like stopped and kind of looked at me and smiled, and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Anyways, and that it was funny. It was just like this. <laughs> they would just do that little like smile, giggle at each other. Yeah, they kind of looked at each other and like smiled and giggled, and then they're like, and then they called my name to go in, and it, which was so funny because I felt like all these guys were trying to be so like try hard, yeah, because they knew about the hills more, and they were like, I was just completely you just oblivious. And then when I sat, then they, they filmed me sitting out of all the guys that went in there, they ended up filming me sitting in and doing the interview for the runway show. And I guess the best part is, is that all these guys had that casting and I fucking crashed that shit there and you I go. Ended up on the show. There you go. Um, <laughs> also, Sheena Shea was on that show. You, oh yeah. yeah later episodes. I think somebody else, maybe from Vanderpump Rules or Beverly Hills Housewives, maybe somebody was on uh hills too also i'm watching that marie kondo show do you know who that is it's on netflix it's like this asian woman that organizes things and she like kind of giggles at her translator and now i'm just picturing lauren and whitney as marie kondo <laughs> i've never seen that <laughs> that's show, neither here nor there it seems about right <laughs> so i i will let you go here but you have to talk about joe simpson first. oh yeah 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 sure um, because you know, I'm obsessed with the whole Simpson family, Tina, Joe, Ashley, Jessica. <laughs> I know you are. I know you I are. I love it. Um, you know, I, I you I, photographed with him in one of the seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Yeah. It was like, that was when seasons. you had like the white hair. Or yeah, something? yeah. 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 Two yeah. seasons ago. Um, and you know, Joe Simpson, I mean, you know, it's funny. I haven't talked to him in a, in a while. Um, can we call him after this is done? And I we'll, should shoot him a text. Yeah. Oh my God. Please do. I think I was telling you, like, you need to get him back on Vanderpump Rules. Like, let's just get him on next season or something. Like, call him for a shoot. Like, it was so I would funny. Love to, I would, he, he's, he's a great photographer. He does really good studio stuff, which what I, what I love. I would love to actually shoot with him again. I just, I haven't talked to him in a while. I should shoot him a text, but it let's was so shoot funny. Him a text, so Tom. LA models set that, set that up, that photo shoot. I didn't know what to expect. You know, like, you don't know if like, when you show up, if, like I had no idea who Joe Simpson was. How dare you? Obviously, I knew who Ashley and Jessica, but you know, I didn't know if like I shouldn't bring up his daughters. Like, if he doesn't, he doesn't want to be like associated. Like, he wants his own success and his own sure, thing. Sure, sure, sure. And so, I, you know, I went in there and he produced Newlyweds, so he's already hitched his wagon to their tail or whatever yeah, the yeah. fucking saying is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we go to his house. It's me and Schwartz. I got all these clothes, everything. I have makeup, everything there. And then 
walk in, we're talking, and he's just like, dude, he's just a character, man. I was like not expect. I didn't know if it was I was going to be dealing with somebody who takes themselves way too seriously, or if they were going to be cool. And like he, he was actually really, he was cool. really cool, really cool. He's really nice. Like I always, you know. I've had so I'm you know I modeled regularly successfully for 15 years so like I know like when you do a photo shoot especially test shoot when you're doing stuff it's like bring more clothes than you need have good makeup you know you want to have a good music playlist and then obviously some drinks and so like right away we start having some drinks always want to do body stuff first oh yeah yeah so and I wanted to do body stuff and whatever so did you get a gay vibe from him no yeah I really didn't. Interesting. You know? Because I can't figure him out. That's why I'm so interested in this man. Because, like, on Newlyweds, he was this very family dad from, I don't know, Texas, or they're from somewhere south. And then he sort of morphed, and then he was photographed with, like, young boys. Like, yeah. And he, his style like transformed and it was very like outrageous. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the man that we saw, we used to see on TV. So that's what I find so. Well, maybe he got. There, you know, obviously with being in the industry, you know, being around a bunch of like being good looking guys, dealing with photographers and stuff like that, I feel like, and I've run into this, like there's guys, it's like, I don't know if they're gay or they're definitely not gay, but they're like older Mm -hmm. and they basically want to hang out with younger dudes in a sense to like feel younger themselves. Sure. Um, They're not creepy or uh whatever they just want to hang out of like younger dudes to feel younger yeah yeah i get that i'm in my 30s and i want to hang out with 20 somethings to feel younger you know what i mean you're not necessarily so like i don't know if he is or not he although 20 something sort of exhausts me too now that i'm thinking about it i don't know that i could (laughs) early 20s is like i'd rather like 16 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 60 and up is more my demographic. 16 and up? <laughs> 60. Oh, 60 and up. Oh, okay. 60. No, 60. Um, <laughs> That's more my speed. So, <laughs> it's funny. Um, Wait, I have a question. This might be too personal and you don't have to answer it, but did you ever have a, a experience modeling where it was like a, you did encounter creepy men or dude, inappropriate situations? I was just going to like, I was actually just going to bring that up. Like, cause I have so many photographers to compare Joe Simpson to and dude, I dealt with so much like fucking harassment and so much creepiness. Like, and as a straight dude, I'm telling you, like, you know, there's this whole me too movement. Well, in my opinion, in my, in my experience, 15 fucking years of experience in every Chicago, you know, LA, New York, Miami. You know, I had 10 agencies across the U.S., you know, like, I never dealt with, I never, with girls, they were always paid more, treated far better. Female models. Female models. Okay. Yes. They were always treated far better. If they were young, they had a, you know, a parent on, parent with them, and dude, like... Because the modeling industry is one of the few industries where females do make more than the men. They just, yeah, they they make more, they're treated better, they're, like, praised more. They're put way more on a pedestal. And, I mean, dude, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Right, female models are the faces of campaigns a little bit more than men. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, you know, but... So straight dealing, men are treated much worse. You were, and if you, you know, 
said anything. It's like, oh, God, you're obviously so close-minded. What are you, like, homophobic? What are you, blah, blah, blah? It's like, you know, the girl would get, like, a dressing room and a robe if she was in a bathing suit and lingerie, and the guy would literally have to change naked next to the clothing rack. Oh. They would spend, like, you know, I like, you know, this was standard for a shoot, but, like, so many times I was a prop. Always like it yeah. was like all about the girl and I was a prop, which is fine. That's fine. But like, you knew that going in. But, but like, dude, like, uh, you know, being next to the clothing rack, like even like runway shows, like, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit different because you got to change so fast. That's blah blah blah. But dude, the guys were like, you know, you got to change next to the clothing rack. The stylist is like watching you change butt naked. Like, you did, know, did you like, have any experience? Like, with- let me adjust that underwear. Like, you know, are you gonna take care of that? Like. That's what I was just going to ask, like fondling situation. Dude, like, for you- sure, man. Like, and, you know, obviously certain photographers would only work with brand new male models because they knew that they would, and you could tell like, oh, you're going to shoot, well, he's going to, he's going to get you naked. He's going to get you naked. Like, all So the stuff. models would almost, it would be a conversation between you guys. You knew that certain photographers would be yeah. a little more touchy feely or something. Yeah. And it's Did like, it- Oh, I have to adjust like, dude, I'll, t-. and then it got, you know, it got to the point, like obviously later on, I was just like, or they would like completely like slut you out. Like, you know, they would want you in like something that looks so skimpy, like a dude thong or some shit. And you're just like, dude, a, I know this is like for just you. Like nobody wants to fucking see me in a fucking zebra print fucking skimpy speedo. <laughs> nobody gay or straight wants to see me in this. Mm, I see. That's what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, nobody yeah. wants to see me look like a fucking little slut. Like you want some like you want some like sort of mystery or like you want some sexiness, sure. classiness, not like you're a fucking dirty whore like look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I, I would, and, I and, and guys like had no problem, you know, just being like, like pulling rank, like how, like if I wanted to go change in the bathroom or like whatever, they'd like scuff and laugh and like wow. make it like whatever. And just, yeah, it was like, but the girls were always like, cause dude, think about it. If you're a male photographer and a girl, and it gets out that like a girl like felt uncomfortable or a girl felt a certain way, it's like it's a huge deal but if a guy it was just like nah i with it dude you're a male model like you know this is what it is this is what it takes this is like blah 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 it was just like a normal fucking thing you know i remember last year or maybe it was two years ago but sort of uh at the beginning of this me too movement i remember there being a group of male models that came forward and said certain photographers i, knew and I don't remember for sure and like okay. i knew and yes i've and you were shot with some of those photographers and i fucking dealt with exactly that and it's like everybody dealt with that but it's like dude if you're not gonna like you know like for instance this guy i, m- I remember when i shot for abercrombie <laughs> we had like a fitting and this one dude in particular like he didn't get a fitting because he wasn't gonna film he wasn't gonna shoot with clothing on he was gonna oh. shoot completely naked the whole time the fi- the model yeah yeah and then whoever like i guess was easiest to work with, quote unquote. You they would they had all these models and they wanted they wanted them brand new. And then like as you know time went on, whoever's the easiest to work with or photographs best 
Wait, and when stays, you say stays yeah. more days, and you get paid per day. So when you and say you easiest, hairs. was it the guys who were willing to go do sexual things with the photographers, no, or was it just, just more like, like uh, I mean, look, dude, being, I don't know. I can't. Sure, sure. I can't say, but know. you know, maybe like definitely who's like willing to get nude, sure, comfortable being nude, comfortable with whatever. And it's, it's just like, so sketchy. Like when you think about it, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, awful. And then you're, you know, if you're shooting for like anything that the funny thing is, is like anything that was like lo- looked good for your book, you know, it was like, well, if you won't do it, somebody else will for the shitty rate. Wow. Um, but like if it was a campaign and it was a girl, like there was, dude, like I was on, I remember like the, they would, and then they would hit you up. Like, well, this is one time. I remember one time in particular, like for instance, Rock and Republic. I was a face for Rock and Republic for like two years, and I remember I shot like a a, a campaign, which was they would call it a lookbook. Okay, so it's a lookbook, which means that it's not full campaign pay. So they would like ne- want to pay you like less, but then the the pictures would be everywhere in magazines, online, mm-hmm. in the store. But they would say it's lookbook. Okay, and obviously, like once you've shot. You know, you don't really have like it's not there's not a union, there's not mm-hmm. like whatever. So then they would like and they would shoot video, the video would be online. And then like I remember that Michael Ball hit me up directly and he was like, Yo, you wanna come in and just do a quick little lookbook thing? It's just for like just going like cause we just got these sunglasses or whatever. And I'm like, All right, well, you know, maybe you should go like through my agent or whatever. It's like Oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, sure. And like, I remember I went in there, it was like, threw me like 500 bucks and I shot sunglasses. The girl that shot with me, she shot with me in the campaign and then she shot with me like for this too, was making like $20,000. And and then the picture just ended up you on the billboard, bucks. on the billboard at like, uh, it's literally so at Fairfax and Santa Monica. So you don't miss any of that stuff, any of the modeling industry. I don't. Not, I mean, I, there yeah. was, I'm sure, good stuff too, but. Dude, you know. it's fun. Like, you know, like definitely I'm talking about the negative side of it, sure. but like, you know. Well, you know what's there interesting? There were fun things about it. It was cool. It was great. It was, it's a young man's game for sure. Yeah. You know, like, and well, that, but here's the funny thing about modeling. I better women, be laughing after this story. Women, what? You said it's the funny thing. I said I better be laughing. Well, it's uh, okay. All right. The strange thing is that women, you know, we'll be doing a runway show where it's like I'm in my 20s. The guys are in their 20s, maybe some of them in their 30s. And then the girls are like freaking four. Some girls are like 14 in like this fashion show wearing like not crazy risque, but like like yeah. 14, 15, 16. Inappropriate clothes for that age. Yeah. Not inappropriate, but just like, you know. They're selling to like women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I guess maybe not necessarily inappropriate, but just not necessarily age appropriate in the sense of like you have kids department, juniors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have women. They're, they're in the women's and department. They're literally, they're they should be preaching. shooting juniors and they're literally shooting women's and we're shooting, you know, men's, whatever, especially in the high end, high fashion kind of realm. And, uh, but the funny thing is, is like the guy, when women, have their their careers are shorter they make more money generally okay but the men they actually make more money the older they get 
Because they, they can, yeah. They actually, people like David Gandy, who's an older model, he's still working his ass off. Yeah, or like Guillermo. But he's Guillermo, the, the sir. Yeah. He's like, it's like when you start, they call it man money. When you start making man money, yeah, you yeah. start making more like. So, thing is, like with the modeling industry, what you would do is you would shoot all these like campaigns where you don't, like, I didn't make shit for Rock and Republic. I didn't make, you know, there's other things I'm shot where, you know, it's like an editorial spread in like a magazine. But then companies like Kohl's, Target, you know, Macy's, they're shooting like, like Kohl's shoots weekly things. Like they have like five, you know, studios going like per day. And those guys, I mean, they would pay like back in the day, it was like $2,500 day rate. That's nice. You know, shooting like once or twice a month with them. It was just like bread and butter. Yeah. And that's where you make your your money in a sense is the catalogs. You know, you mentioned the young girl thing, and I don't know if you saw this, but I was watching the R. Kelly documentary. Did you see that? It's I'd so upsetting. Seen one. It's like a six-part thing that just aired. It was, I think, it was called oh, Surviving God. R. Kelly. Oh, it I've just heard. aired. Okay, and, no, I yeah, haven't it just seen aired. It. I'm gonna but watch it, it. it. It's really, really good. But it's, it just made me so sad the way that ever a lot of industries, particularly this one, was the music industry, but the way they treat young women, and then, and in this case, it was like the way they treat young black women because all these young black women who are underage, like these stories about him, the way he treats these young girls have been coming out forever, but it's like, it, it, he just gets away with that. I don't know. It just, it just reminded me when you mentioned the, the modeling industry. Um, I mean, obviously it but was the way that, um, near. No, of course, but the way that America treats young women though, is just p- kind of problematic or the way they sexualize young women that are Especially under 18. during that era for sure, yeah. man. Like, I, I mean, I've heard stories. I mean, my, f- my friend, like, dude, he bought that piss video, like, like in, oh, the R. Kelly video, yeah, yeah, yeah in like, it's disgusting. I mean, the it, way that like, it was where all... you would buy bootleg videos, mm-hmm. like they were selling them on the street in New York in the early two thousands. Like, you could buy it. Yeah, he said he, his friend bought it and he watched it just out of like pure curiosity. This is before you would like go online and be able to like find this shit on like porn sites or whatever the fuck yeah and it's so i mean it's like young girls it's disgusting and uh, john legend was on the documentary saying like he remembers that tape you're talking about like when everyone on the streets was talking about it, it was like a thing yeah but now it, like looking back and it's like that's so problematic it was this older man with a young girl anyway we're not that's Dude, like supposedly a, like yeah i know supposedly him and alia were like married yeah they were when, i mean the way they well, were married like and like then they 14. got it old because she lied on the marriage certificate because she wasn't of age she was i think 15 Dude, or 16 it's, it's disgusting yeah it's it's sad but anyway that's not what this it's is about. one thing if he's like it's one thing you know because obviously like you know i don't it took a turn i not i know i know it did <laughs> and you a non one thing that you don't hear about i think is uh i think it's uh jimmy which oh god i'm why am i blank Taurus Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, right? I don't know. Robert, you're no, not, not Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. Ashley Simpson, I don't know uh, okay. who you're talking about then. I think, I believe it was Jimmy Page, his, his um, wife, then now wife, I believe. I could be butchering this. One point he had a girlfriend that was like 14. And he was far, he was older. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it wasn't like this, it wasn't like he was being whatever. It's just like he was in love with this girl that happened to be young. You know, and then like they got married and been together like I don't know, maybe ever since. But like this R. Kelly thing about these little girls that he just like 
these yeah. young girls that he's just literally like yeah. pissing on. It's disgusting. And like belittling. But That's all, the yeah. most fucked and up all part. These pe- and the age, but and also And all the, the people that knew about it, that w- it was all happening. Like all these people around him knew that it was happening. And I also think like no matter what the situation is, I think like the older male or if it's an older woman with a young guy, either whoever it is, I feel like the older person should know better than to even Dude. be communicating with the young girl. Like there was this stuff recently, or it was last year, like Millie Bobby Brown, do you know who that is from Stranger Things? And yeah, she's like the young girl. She's fourteen, and she was on a red carpet saying that her and Drake text, and and they went out to dinner and th- Drake, and like it's crazy. Like that's inappropriate. Like he should know. I shouldn't text a fourteen year old girl. And I, mean, I know like, they're famous, and they, and there's a red carpet interview. You could see pe- the these two hosts are asking Millie Bobby Brown, the little girl, about this her relationship with Drake and like how they text and stuff. And it's like, why isn't anyone saying like that's fucked up? Like that's a little weird. I know. That's a little weird. But wait, let's get back to your show because this is not. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got you into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but real quick, I just want to say, uh, what's coming up on Vanderpump Rules? Oh, God. It's Sorry, good, I've right? Like, I've been I've been scatterbrained, but uh, I know I took you on a very wild we ride. Went on a fantastic voyage. I told you we Minus were going to do like ten minutes, and then <laughs> I knew better, and that's Sorry, fine. Sorry. I would rather I would rather be better than quick. Um, and you can always cut it down and edit it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I um, while we have uh, obviously Ariana's birthday, we got my birthday, and there's uh, you're gonna see a lot more of the you know coming together of Tom Tom and all the I was at your birthday too and there was like crazy weird dances I'm so excited for people to see yeah there's like a well you th- that's the thing with our show is like we have we have no shortage of content and things that happen like there's never any shortage so it it's always interesting for us you know because we we don't know exactly what's gonna make it on there you know like so it's always interesting to see with us. We have an idea because obviously you have to sit in the chair and talk about it after the fact, but you know, we not exactly sure. So it's going to be interesting for us to see exactly how, you know, what they follow. I'm, I mean, obviously the, uh, the big things we know about, but. And Tom Tom's going well. Tom Tom's going very well. You know, we're uh, at the reunion last year. There was like some contract stuff. Did you guys work all that stuff out? Uh, you'll see. Okay. You'll I'm see. That definitely is something that, that gets touched on on the show for sure. Okay. Um, so you'll see all that, like how all that plays out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. Should James have been fired? Uh, in my opinion, absolutely. I don't know. I, w- I can't. Here's the thing. In a normal world, if somebody is acting a certain way, then I think they should. But the problem is, is it, you know, everybody else has done and said, like, you know, I mean, Katie, you know, shut slut. Like, Kate, I remember like witnessing Katie walk up to Lala and like slut shaming her and like talking about like out of nowhere. There wasn't even any sort of like you're a, a catalyst for call, it. Like yeah. I see it, you know, you're fucking. Mm-hmm whatever like you're i remember that the like out of nowhere not even though like out of reciprocation just literally like a, a full-on bullying thing and and whether they're cool or not is irrelevant you know jacks jacks with he did the same thing with her and then like this whole like was sheena ganging up on thing like you know it's all happening and exactly so to me it's like if you've you know, like obviously, Jax can't go around calling somebody a lying, cheating piece of shit because he's been busted doing it in the past. Like, 
the hypocrisy to me, and especially that I, I witnessed this season, it's just it's kind of unreal, and and it's been an ongoing thing. I feel like with with our show, and maybe sometimes I'm guilty of it as well. But I try not to be too hard on people for doing things that I've been in trouble doing myself. You know, I'm often like five to ten minutes late. I do a hell of a job when I show up, but I'm all I'm normally five to ten minutes yeah. late on anything I do. So. Um, I would never be like, God, I can't believe you're late. Someone's like, late, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I yeah. can't give somebody, I can't call somebody like unreliable cause they show up late. Yeah. Then I would be a hypocrite. So, you know, in that time, this, and this wasn't a normal day at work. Like, you know, it was pride. So everyone was, it was drinking. Pride. It Everybody's was... drunk. Every, and on top of that, you know, James was getting ambushed. Like, he was getting ambushed after a full day of drinking, and like he I'm did sh- go below the belt. I mean, some of the things he said. Of was course, just he's like below the much, belt, but-, but everybody's been below the belt. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody, nobody's fucking leading by example over here. <laughs> Come on now, Kristen was leading someone. She was leading yeah, hope and over she that asked, fence. Like, what's James? Like again, like the <laughs> that hypocrisy. Was my, that was the, one of my favorite moments when she's like, "What is he doing here? He shouldn't be doing. He shouldn't be here." When he, she said that to you, yeah, I'm like, dude, and you like, shouldn't be here. Like. <laughs> And also, like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Like, I left. James and Kristen were like fine around each other. La- like, they were totally cool last year. Like, wasn't there was it wasn't an issue? Yeah, they didn't necessarily. They weren't chummy, but there wasn't an issue. They could be around each other. They hung out when we were in Mexico. Like, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, this year, she like she turned up this corner. like she picked up this like <laughs> I. I'm like, dude, why are you acting like you you broke up with James like three months ago when it felt like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're acting like you guys just broke up more so now than you were a year ago. Right. Like, why are you so bitter? I know. I love it just from a viewer standpoint. Cause it's hysterical. I think but- well, hypocrisy too. It's, <laughs> it's like, like her being like, Oh my God. Like Raquel was sleeping in the other room when you guys supposedly it's I'm like, Which, dude, all of you guys, it's like, what does this keep happening? That's like the third time it's happened where dude, somebody's in the other room. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, I'm like, dude, like it's happening too much, Thomas. I also like look at this whole situation and like, you know, this whole thing with hope. And I I can't. There's other things I've heard and other things I've dealt with with that person in particular. Hope. Yes. Okay. Also, like, obviously, I wasn't there at Coachella and I can't confirm or deny whether it happened. Do I think something happened at some point? Maybe. Yes. But like the thirst is always is also there, and oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, you know, I don't, I can't see James like wanting to like pursue like okay, Raquel's asleep now. I'm gonna pursue something with hope. Like she must have like definitely had to instigate some of that shit. Do you think? Yeah, because like, dude, I'm sorry, but like, let's just say like, for instance, Ariana's sleeping in the other room, okay, and like. One of my biggest crushes I've ever had. Like, let's or not, I, who would not, your female crush be? Like, if you I don't, had an actress, I don't, is there uh, some actress? Like, Rihanna watches the show. Like, would, if Rihanna was like, okay, so Rihanna, towards let's just you. say Rihanna's like here, and like, I wish she was, and she's kind of like into me. Okay, maybe she, let's just pretend she's kind of into me. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be asleep. able to like, I wouldn't be able to like get it up just out of the pure guilt and not only in the fear of, of getting found out Rihanna would actually, even though Rihanna's like, like bombshell, beautiful, gorgeous, super hot, sexy, awesome. She would actually <laughs> have to like, she would have to like work me up. Yeah. 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 Just, out of the, just off of fear alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that. Not to mention guilt. Guilt, do you, wait, fear, do you think paranoia. Like, so what I'm saying is, is like, unless James is completely cold blooded, which he, he's not, sure. you know, like nobody is. She must have like had. She must she really had to wound have, him up. She had do you think to have he hooked up with Logan, or was that just like a? Do you think what? Do you think he hooked up with Logan, or do you think that's not false? Ah. Uh, because Logan was just on another podcast or something recently saying, dude, uh, implying all this stuff that happened. And I, I'm friends with Logan and he might, he, he would, maybe he would get annoyed with me saying this, but it's the truth. Every time I meet fucking Logan, he's got like, he's photographed some little model boy and he, t- all, he like leans over to me and goes, we're totally fucking. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, first of all, I can tell that guy's straight. He's young. <laughs> he definitely yeah. like you know hooks up with really hot girls i can tell yeah like this isn't his first rodeo like whatever so like so you're telling me logan that i can tell this guy's straight that you have somehow logan lured him got lured him and gotten him to like you know turn turn for you yeah uh okay tom i'm letting you go real quick i ask everyone this what's your favorite mariah carey song i ask every single guest oh man you know what's funny is my my girlfriend in sixth grade, which we met uh, at Spinning Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we went to we went to it was when I first moved over to in sixth grade when I first started public school. So it wasn't Fish Fry Catholic. It wasn't school. Fish okay. Fry. No, no, no. We uh, we really ran the gamut here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We uh, so we ended up. Uh, she, she went to my uh, sixth. Went to Russell, and then we would go to spinning wheels on Fridays, the roller rink, and we started couple skating or whatever. And then we ended up like Frenching, and then our song became "Hero" by Mariah oh. Carey. And your friend and friend of the show, Walter, co-wrote "Hero." Yes, yes, full fucking. That's amazing. Circle. That's amazing. I like popped my makeout. Your makeout cherry. cherry? Uh, I hero. I tongued a girl behind a Dairy Queen. That was my first like uh, make out with a yeah tongue a girl. <laughs> we like I, uh, yeah we. I mean that and that's really what it was. It was like me, was, uh, both of us kind of jamming our tongues, tongues like because we didn't know how to do it. But it was behind a Dairy Queen, and it was like we we were playing spin the bottle. Anyway, uh, Tom, it's amazing. I know you love Jim Carrey too. You're yes. like a huge Jim Carrey fan. I I wish I wanted to talk to you about it, but it's I'll tell you a quick story about Jim Carrey. Okay. All right. So um, in seventh grade. We were. Uh, I feel like I know your whole life now. You do every year since birth. In seventh grade, um, we had six hours, so I think I was like fourth hour, or whatever. In our um, in our English class, one of our assignments, or writing class, whatever. One of our assignments was to write to somebody famous. Okay, you could either, and you didn't. Ha- it didn't matter if you got a photo back or like whatever you wanted. Some people like wanted somebody like write back. Let me know what you think. Or could you please send a whatever? Anyways, I was a huge Jim Carrey fan, like from day one, like, and I wrote him a I letter. I was too. That's why I was like a huge, I'm still am. I love him. But yeah, when I was amazing. a kid, I was like, I was obsessed as a kid. Well, too. And I, and this is, I wrote him a letter. I basically was like, you know, like it was, it was Pet Detective came out, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, and then it was, uh, and then The Mask had just come out, and like Dumb and Dumber was coming. So The Mask had just come out, and I was like, okay. I, w- I, I had been a fan with him, like, through In Living Color. I remember his movie Once Bit, and I loved Jim Carrey. And I, I used to imitate him. I was obsessed. So I wrote him a letter, and I was like, hey, you know, I've been a fan with you, fan of yours ever since Once Bit and In Living Color, Fire Marshal Bill, like the, the lifter, female bodybuilder, all that stuff. 
I was like, I, Ace Ventura is one of my is like my favorite movie, and I love The Mask, and I'm just so glad to see you finally getting what you deserve because you're like one of the best, you know, most talent. You're, there's nobody like you. I don't know if there ever ever will be anyone, and I look up to you in so many ways. And I'm just so like I just so glad to see you finally getting what you deserve and like that was so and, nice of you as a kid and, to say that to him and I um and so and I remember hearing like how he wrote himself a check for like a million dollars he used to drive up at the top of like Mulholland or whatever and and literally wouldn't leave until he convinced himself that he was a millionaire you know and yeah and he would just stare at the check or whatever and so um I asked him for if you could please send me a uh, a photo if not no big deal I'm closing envelope whatever. Out of all five classes, somebody one uh, there were five writing classes that, that they had, and one person got a letter back from Pamela Anderson, which is cool. Wow! And I was the only one that got a signed photo back, and it says, "I'll show it to you." It says, "It's a Jim Carrey picture," and it says, "Spanky very much, Jim Carrey." Aw, yeah, I love that. that was so stoked! You must have been so jazzed. Like, did you just walk around? I was like, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I was obsessed with that. I mean, Dumb and Dumber is still one of my favorite movies of all time. But it, dude, it's so it, it's, good. Um, Me, myself, and Irene. So like, funny. Yeah. <sighs> um, he's got a Showtime show too. That's pretty good. It's kidding. I haven't seen it's it good. yet. But it's good. It's like I mean, it's obviously a little darker and stuff, but it's good. Did you see he did this short? I'll I'll show it to you when we're done. But the he painting plays, short. Oh, the one where he plays like a a homeless guy who's like, uh, can't speak. That. I didn't see it. So amazing. There's a good short video about his painting and his uh his inspiration while I painting. It's like very good. At, I bartended at his house. Oh my god. And I got to meet him. That's full circle too. Dude, yes. Was he nice? He was nice, right? He was so cool. It was back when he was with uh they were raising money for autism or whatever. It was back when he was with Jenny McCarthy and he has his art in his house. Right She's when an I walked in, he had what? She's an anti vaxxer. Yeah, I was just trying is. to think like I read her books. We'll That's talk about her there, there. Yeah, we'll talk about that some other I time. I read all anyways. of her books, but I, yeah. Right when I walk in, he was like having, um, or right, he, there was a coat rack and it was like him as like a court jester like this, but like doing a, oh my God, doing like a, uh, like a handstand with his legs split apart. And, uh, it, but it was like him. And then there were other paintings and stuff in the house. He was really funny, like grabbed her. He's like dancing with her and he's, you know, talking about playing tennis and how convenient it is to have like a sushi bar on the tennis to be court. Rich as fuck. Yeah. Well, he was just joking because yeah. it was a big event at his house, and there's like sushi bar over here. There's like crepe bar over here, and he was. It was funny. It was great. Oh man, he's I love such him. a nice guy. Tom, thank you so much for entertaining me. For this was way longer than I had planned. It was Dude, impromptu, but this was so fun. It's and never a short story with me. <laughs> That's one thing I have learned is that you cannot wrap things up. I can't. I need that but, wrap it up thing. But thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, for sure. My and, pleasure. And I want to thank all you guys for listening to the show. Please find me on social media and join the Patreon if you want the Everything Iconic bonus episodes. Please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it, or Stitcher if you listen on Stitcher. It'd be great if you could leave a review there. If you like it, if you don't like it, just, I don't know. Do nothing. Love you. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.